Hello, everybody. Let me ask you a question. When you were a kid, did you ever wonder what teachers talked about in the teacher's lounge? You probably didn't miss much. It's usually boring stuff like grading papers, lesson planning, and then figuring out the new train schedule. Train schedule? Well, I teach in the city. But sometimes at one of the not-so-cool tables in the back of the teacher's lounge, you might find us, the Fandalorians, teachers by day, nerds by night. My name is Mr. Richardson, and by day, Mr. McDonald, Mr. G, and I teach and inspire America's youth. But by night, we debate, discuss, and argue about all things in the pop culture universe on our podcast. We discuss all the biggest pop culture topics in the world, like Ozark, Stranger Things, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Marvel, Star Wars, Top Gun Maverick, The Old Man, Bridgerton, you name it, we'll probably discuss it. You guys watch Bridgerton? Yo, season one of Bridgerton was awesome. You don't know what you're missing. Since we are teachers, you will always get a ton of background information about our topics and original teacher-themed segments, like our pop culture morning announcements, building meetings, and post-observation reviews of shows and movies. Oh, and arguing. You'll get lots of disagreements in arguing, like way more than I'm comfortable with. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Fandalorians, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. Then join us every Monday as we look into the current state of fandom and pop culture. Hey, look, the bell's about to ring. We need to head to the buses. Hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. Well, I mean, they're not going to see us because this is a podcast. I, I know. I know. I... But they can't even see us when you think about it. So they won't see us either. Oh, my God. You know what I meant. It wasn't literal. Just ring the bell. Ring the bell. The Fandalorians, teachers by day, nerds by night. I hope you listen and subscribe to us soon. I hate you guys. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. We have gotten a delayed start because of audio issues and we are up and running now right phil yes we are we're up and ready to do it <laughs> it's about darn time lizzo <laughs> all right uh so what film are we discussing today phil uh the gray man the gray man the gray man the the man with uh, low iron and needs platelets no <laughs> So we'll get we'll since we're we're also doing a we're doing a very this is going to be a very quick episode but um I just want to go over real quick uh, we had a lot of fun last uh, episode at the final boss con how did you enjoy your time there Phil I, I enjoyed it I liked it I like meeting all the people we were there for you know ten hours yeah it was a lot we were there the entire literally the entire day well before because yeah because yeah. before it opened because we had to set up. Yeah, uh, I think we were there at seven thirty. Seven thirty to about. Uh, also, we've got some exciting news. <laughs> I don't think I've even told you this, Phil, but. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, you know what I haven't told you? What? What my mug is? Oh. oh. <laughs> Whoa, got, that's uh, cool! Is yeah. that Top Gun? Is that Maverick? Yeah, I had a uh, one of my friends sent me this, so. Without warning, it just showed up in the mail, and it's like it was awesome. So, I want to be yes. friends with them. That's it's really Top cool. Top Gun Maverick. So. I thought it, it. Everyone, it looks like a Top Gun, uh, a Maverick's fighter pilot yeah. helmet. Yeah, yeah, that looked cool. I thought at first it was a stormtrooper helmet, but it does kind of like when you look at the uh, oxygen mask, it looks like a stormtrooper right in here. But that's his little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Air supply. Yeah. Like yep. the band, Air Supply. Not the band, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go ahead and do mine. So this this will segue into our, uh, I have an announcement about Final Boss, but I bought this at the convention. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm going to act surprised because, yeah, I saw it at the convention, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's a Darth Vader 3D printed mug, and it's literally the size of my head <laughs> yeah like i i really <laughs> but you it then handle is a lightsaber and then you can you put a like a i'm putting an iron, iron brew in it but you just put 
that down there. There's also like an insert to where you can have a, a bigger can and you put it right in there and you drink from it. The people were very nice. They are, um, I'll put the information up on the screen, but it's, it's Avocadoly 3D Design. You can find them um, on Etsy. They, you can also find them on Facebook and you can email them at avocadoly, that's A-V-O-C-A-D-O-L-Y at gmail.com. They were super nice. The one girl had a, a, a Hellfire t-shirt on, the Stranger Things t-shirt. I think they had a Vecna bus that they did too. Was that the same thing? Yeah, they had like multiple, but they sold out of them. Yeah. All right, I'm opening up my Iron Brew. Oh, oh there you go. Drink it straight from Vader's skull yeah don't turn on that lightsaber you'll be in trouble yeah <laughs> avocado lee 3d design go check them out okay so the other little bit of news i wanted to go over is i talked to mackenzie recently and we are going to be the exclusive media source for all things Final Boss Con. So anybody who enjoyed going okay. there, or if anybody is interested in going next year, you'll find news and, and information from it first here on Muggle with a Mic, and then they will subsequently share it on their sites and everything, but they'll tell us first. You did tell me that. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, I knew, but they didn't, so. There we go, now everybody knows. And we have the title, the official podcast of the final boss con. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. We're fancy. <laughs> fancy, 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 fancy pants. All right. So, uh, let's go over some fun stuff. I thought about, I asked you two questions, Phil. Do you remember what the two questions were? Is my microphone working? Yeah. Your mic's working. <laughs> Why no, did is that you one say of the questions? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't say that, Phil, when we've been having audio issues. <laughs> I know. I, that was one of the questions you asked me earlier. I asked you it several <laughs> times. For about 40 minutes. <laughs> I apologize. Um, no, I asked you two questions. No, that's okay. I'm kidding. Wait, when was it? When, today or back, back? No, I sent you a message a while back. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I remember. Okay. <laughs> Big news this past week. They had, you know, Comic-Con and everything, and Marvel announced phase, what is it, five and six? Yes. Yeah, did you uh, see that? Four, four didn't seem like uh, four lasted very long, did it? No, I honestly thought they were announcing four, and then come to find out it's actually five and an itty tiny bit of six, right? Yeah. So here's some of the yep. stuff. I'll just go down the list. This is in order of when, of, like, the order that they will come out. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasion, which is a series, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, mm -hmm. Echo, the series, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Ironheart, the series, Blade, Agatha, Coven of Chaos series, Daredevil, Born Again series, which I'm so super excited about, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, and then Phase 6 is Fantastic Four, which I wonder who will be in that, um, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers, Secret Wars are the only ones they've announced from Phase 6. Yeah. Thoughts? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot, a lot going on there, definitely. So I'm just interested. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's kind of easier to get excited when you actually have a trailer or something to get behind other than just, you know, this big uh, data dump. Like, here's all the yeah. things. Overwhelming. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, it looks like they got some good stuff. Hopefully I'm excited about Fantastic Four. What did you think about the Black Panther trailer? I thought it was emotional. Uh, and I yeah. really like all the girl power that I saw on it. So I'm excited for it. I had a tough time telling what was going on in it. I mean, it was just like a lot. I mean, there wasn't, I don't, was there any, even any dialogue in it? No, it was just no woman, no cry was playing. It was, a, yeah. Yeah. I watched someone yeah. break, break the trailer down. And when so. you break it down, it does have a lot in it, but it, it is a lot of subtle stuff that if you don't break down the trailer, yeah. you may not notice all the little details. Of course, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's kind of a big kerfuffle going on with the 
with the the trailer as well. With Please the whole tell movie. me about the kerfuffle. There's, well, there's kerfuffle. A lot of people are mad at they're mad at Disney because they don't think they should have killed off the uh, T'Challa character. You could not. How uh, because, would you recast? How would you recast him? Well, and that's the thing, though, that uh, because um, that would have been. I mean, I think they're in a, between a rock and a hard place because no matter what decision you made, it was going to be. There's going to be some people that didn't like it, but Chadwick Boseman himself said he didn't want that character killed off because it was mm-hmm. like, and they're they're saying you know like his brother said you know he would have wanted it recasted because it's kind of like such a historic character, so yeah. they didn't want the character to die. So I mean, there's just a lot of like I said, kind of backlash. There's a kind of a big movement to just don't kill the character off, just recast it. So. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't. As for uh, the aspect of the actor, I uh, as for Chadwick, I'm glad that they did, and they're not recasting him. But if he said, as for the character, mm-hmm. I mean, it does make sense for the character to continue and not not be gone. But I don't know that they, they were kind of between a rock and a hard place. Either way, half half the fans are going to be upset. Either way. But, you know, he was that character so inspirational and, and uh, to young people. It's like yeah. he didn't want the character to die. So, but, I mean, there there's ways around it. I mean, they could have done a multiverse thing and just had a different... Yeah, that's try, Had the same character, but from a different multiverse and had a different actor. I, I mean, mean you what other franchises that. can um, you do that in? But, like I said, I think... Yeah. But I, I do think that no matter... Even if, if they did, then you'd have um, then you'd have a group of people saying that's you know obviously they'd be mad because they said that they would say that you shouldn't do that. Yeah. They're just between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to get backlash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, this may be an. It, I, I'm sure it will be an amazing movie, but we'll we'll just see if it's super amazing. You know. And I'm glad Namor's in it. Um, he was like. I always like Namor in the comics, uh, the Submariner. So he's going to be that. Is that the guy wearing the green? Yeah. Okay. The guy coming out he's of the water. Like Mar- yeah, he's kind of like Marvel's Aquaman. Hmm. Good, good so. analogy, Phil. Yeah. Okay, so let's go over two more things before we get into the gray man. I've, I found something on um, online and I thought, hey, let's talk about this on the podcast. So Phil... What is your favorite, or I can go ahead and go, but what is your favorite movie food scene where when you watch it, you want to eat whatever's on the screen? Uh, Harry Potter. Like anytime they have like the Christmas feast or the, or, you know, the first night when they're at Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the, the banquet hall. Yeah. And the great, the great hall. And so the food just appears. Always, yeah. Yeah. And it's always just looks like really awesome. That's one of my favorite parts in the books because they're always talking about all the food they're eating and oh yeah, everything. It's like oh my goodness, it makes me hungry. And and the el- or the is no yeah the elves the elves never get in the movies they never get credit for making all that food no. magically under the floor. Pe- kids no. just think the ma- the food just magically appears. No, the elves make it. <laughs> make it, and they have like the room below it is just a mock-up of the, the room above it. They have the tables and they, they set it and then just poof, it appears up poof up, upstairs in the back, in the great hall. Yep. Yes. Spew people spew S P E W. How about, how about you? What's your favorite, uh, favorite food scene? Movies? That's the yours. No, no. Well, it was on the list. I made a long list, but my very first, when I, when I saw this question, my, immediate mind went to the pizza from all dogs go to heaven Mm. if if anybody remembers it as a kid they lift that pizza up and it's just cheese Mm. oozing off of it and i wanted that pizza but another big one was the hook food fight yes all that colorful food first of all the food's not there then when you believe it was and then it's like all these colors. It looked like Superman ice cream everywhere. And I love that scene. Um, some other ones. This is what other people said. The tiny yellow flower cup from Willy Wonka. The dessert scene from Jurassic Park. 
Miss Congeniality, Pizza and Beer, Turkish Delight from Narnia, which I would like to know what that tastes like. Are you um, never had Turkish Delight? No, I've never had it. Uh, it's kind of a jelly candy. Uh, it's got like pistachios and stuff. I, I'll get you some. Sometime. Is it like jelly and then it's covered in like powdered sugar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. It is. And like I said, it's got pistachios, different things in it. You can get it. Uh, but yeah, there's a, I think in Athens, there's an international food store and I always get, get something there. They have like Turkish delight. Turkish delight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never had it. Uh, let's see. Bruce's cake from Matilda. That chocolate cake that he's forced to eat. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one. The grilled cheese from Devil Wears Prada, where he says there's like $8 worth of Yarsberg in there. I want to know what an $8 cheese sandwich tastes like, where just the cheese alone costs $8. We go to Disney World and you find out what a $15 <laughs> cheese sandwich tastes like. <laughs> Um, okay, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids oatmeal cookie. Mm -hmm. The bugs from The Lion King. <laughs> I don't know why someone would put that on a list. Ugh. A lamb. This, okay, these are ones from people on Twitter. The lamb with the cherry glaze from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Stuntman Mike's nachos from Death Proof. Fava beans from Silence of the Lambs. The steak and eggs breakfast feast at Meg's in Twister. That would be yep, good. I remember that. Cypher steak in the Matrix and a Christmas story cheese or Chinese turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now mine, I had, don't you want to know what elven bread tastes like? Limbus. Is that what they call it? Yeah, from Lord of the Rings. I just know that as elven yeah. bread. Okay. Lembus. That'd be like the ultimate diet. Just eat elven bread. Yeah. <laughs> I also had hot, the hot chocolate from the Santa Claus, mint sorbet from the princess. About the hot chocolate from Fuller Express. Hot, hot chocolate. There's only one rule. <laughs> you never, ever let it cool. <laughs> oh, the rhyming. Um, yeah. And then this is one that I thought you might like. I love in a movie whenever they they drink a beer with like a burger. But I think one of the best beer scenes is when they get the beers on the roof in Shawshank Redemption. Because that they don't get that very often. And they've just been, what were they like, tarring the roof? Isn't that what they They're were doing? Tarring the roof. Yeah. yeah. And on a have hot... You ever, have you ever been to uh, the Shawshank prison? You ever been to? No, but I know you've done some runs there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, they do a run, Shawshank Hustle up there. So that's pretty. I mean, because they have, well, when you do the run, they have like all the filming marks that you run past, and they have like plaques, yeah. and they have the tree. Of course, the tree fell that the big tree, but they still have it. I mean, they filmed a lot of other movies there too. So I have a question: When uh, the race starts, do they mm -hmm. start? with do the hustle do 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 should do, do. but they alas they do not <laughs> so yeah it's a cool race cool place <laughs> which ohio has a lot of cool filming christmas stories the christmas story they have a race too done that mm -hmm. shawshank hustle yeah so yeah is there anything Pretty else cool. that's filmed in ohio i know cedar points in the opening scene to step by step the tv series oh yeah. well King's Island was in Brady Bunch. They had an episode. Oh, was it? Yeah, they had an episode where they they were at King's Island. That's interesting. Brady Bunch is based in where's it based in California? I think so, but they came you know, all like, the way to Cincinnati. <laughs> well, Ohio is kind of like one of the biggest stinking roller coaster capitals, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, between the Cedar Point and King's Island, you probably have half of the yeah major roller coasters in the United States, if not the world. I mean, yeah. the popular, most famous ones, like hmm. the Beast and... Um, the Beast is no more, right? No, the Beast is. The son of the Beast is not. How dare you yeah, call me such is. a name? <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, The Gray Man, it opens up mm -hmm. with a scene with uh, Ryan and Billy Bob. Mm -hmm. And they... But it surprised you that Billy Bob was in... A little bit. I haven't seen him 
in some I haven't seen him in a movie in a very long time. Yeah, and yeah, he's kind of gone it's almost like he went semi-retired, but maybe yeah. but now he's back in it. But um so they're they're at the inter interrogation table, but he's not interrogating them, but they just he gives them bubblegum. And then bubblegum mm. becomes a thing throughout the movie. So I wanted to know, Phil Bo Baggins, what is your favorite currently or as a ch child bubblegum or chewing gum? Uh, Wrigley's Fruit Stripe gum. Fruit Stripes, that was on my lips. <laughs> when I was a kid. When I was a kid. I mean, that lasts about like 10 seconds. But, yeah. but they're probably like a couple of bubble, like the strawberry watermelon. Watermelon sugar five. I'm doing Harry Styles again. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I did, I did, I, I did chew off a lot of uh, fruit stripe gum when I was a kid. Fruit stripe, fruit stripe was also just fun to look at to open yeah. up. As yeah. a kid, it was so colorful. Um, mm -hmm. You're, tr you're totally right. It lasted five seconds, but they probably did that on purpose so you keep buying gum. But it's not good for blowing bubbles. If you want, Hubba Bubba is what you need if you're going to blow bubbles. Usually the bubble bubble gum was not in the shape of a stick. It was mm -hmm. it was a chunk of gum, like a square or a cube or whatever. Yeah. Um, I had probably as a child, I was obsessed with bazooka gum mm -hmm. because it had the comics on the wrappers. Oh yeah, you remember that? And I collected them. Yeah. Oh. I collected them. I had boxes and boxes full of them. And of course, uh, as a child, it was fun to collect. But now I, I threw them away. I don't even remember 20 nothing years beat ago. The sticks of gum you got in like the Star Wars cards. I don't know these. What are these? Uh, like uh, the bubble gum cards, you know, like back, back in the day. Do they even do those anymore? They just packs of cards probably don't even come with gum. But there'd be like a no, I've never stick known of gum. That. Okay. Yeah. That must have been like a late 70s, early 80s. Jen might know about it. Yeah. It might have been an yeah. 80s thing, but or maybe it I wasn't, didn't, it I wasn't didn't super great cards. gum, but I have fond memories. Well, that it wasn't great gum. That's why they snuck it in with the baseball cards. Yeah. <laughs> now, I also I have uh, fruit stripes on here, but I also have. Do you remember fruit ouch? No, they came in like a band aid tin, mm. like it was a tin. Yeah, and you what about big lead chew? I was never allowed that. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because it was higher in sugar. I don't know. But girls on the softball team had it. And I was like, I really want the big league <laughs> chew. And I never got it. I think I got it once because I took it out of a friend's big league chew. It huh. wasn't my own. <laughs> I think what other um, what other kind of famous gum was there that. Well, I also like Hubba Bubba tape, which looked like a tape yeah. measure. I remember. I was going to say, like, yeah, it's like it was was that pink and it was like mm -hmm. a round thing and you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was gonna mention that, you know. Blow pops. Blow pops. Well, you're a fan I of do. blow pops, remember? Yeah. yeah. We had I that will, discussion. I will take a Tootsie Roll any a Tootsie Roll mm. pop any day over a blow pop. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Team team uh Tootsie Roll. Team Blow Pop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about these? chiclets yeah i had chiclets i used to like put like 20 of them in my yeah. mouth <laughs> and, and when you're a kid it always you know you, one little piece of gum isn't gonna do it mm -hmm. you gotta yeah. have all, all the all the all the gum all the chiclets yeah. um all the chiclets. so my favorite if i had like as an adult now and even as a kid i like double mint now but my all-time mm -hmm. favorite big red mm. juicy fruit Juicy fruit, juicy fruit's a good one too. I have some info on Big, Big Red. Okay. It was available in the UK and Ireland in the mid to end of the 1990s, but it's no longer available there. It's and it's so now it's a popular souvenir for them when they come to the US. Oh wow! Um, like its sister prod product, Juicy Fruit Big Red had its own commercial jingle, which is used from 77 to 98. Do you remember this? This jingle. Are you playing it? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find okay. it. But once you hear the jingle, it'll all come flooding back to you. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than big yeah, red. I remember. So kiss a little longer. Stay close mm -hmm. a little longer. Hold tight a little longer. Longer with I, big I remember red. it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but really, the commercial, just a bunch of people <laughs> kissing. Yeah. Oh, and then guess what? The next thing it wants to play is a Family Ties clip. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So those are, um, it was also referenced in 2006 Talladega Nights. WandaVision. It was in WandaVision. In the episode taking place in the 60s, Vision is given a piece of big red chewing gum. However, it wasn't invented until 75. So, inaccuracies. Uh, maybe Wanda made it. She could have brought it back with her. Yeah. It wasn't really technically the 60s. Paging Dr. Weedy. Paging Dr. Weedy. Please report to Muggle with a mic. Hey everyone, welcome back for another visit to the doctor's lounge. On today's visit, we'll be addressing medical emergencies in Hawkins, Indiana. We're going back to our last episode and we're going to discuss some medical emergencies from Stranger Things Season 4. We asked Dr. Weedy about Chrissy not waking up, specifically Vecna's curse. Here is how he responded. Let me start by apologizing to your fan base for not being overly familiar with the recent season of Stranger Things. I did watch season one, but never really latched onto it. Come on, Dr. Weedy. Uh, however, being a fan of media entertainment in general, I was aware of the recent seasons and had heard of Vecna. After you proposed the question of how Elle would approach a victim of Vecna, I did some quick research. From what I witnessed, the uh, real answer would be to contact whatever clergy the victim would have wanted and the next of kin. However, in an effort to entertain your listeners and to keep my segment in future episodes, let's approach a victim of Vecna as a viable trauma victim. The approach to any person in a serious medical crisis almost always starts with A, B, C, D, E. Airway, breathing, circulation, disability, and exposure. Let's say Chrissy has the potential to be saved after her quote-unquote vecnization. First, airway. We need to establish a good airway from her mouth to her lungs. This will certainly require a tube in her throat. We need this because of the trauma she suffered probably has injured her airway and we need to supply oxygen to her lungs. In addition, the overwhelming trauma she has suffered is going to require procedures that she will need to be heavily sedated slash unconscious for. She will need an airway so we can breathe for her. Breathing. Assuming her lungs are still viable, Chrissy may have suffered severe rib trauma. Yeah, I'd say so. The ribs maintain the structured chest cavity. Losing that structure can make your lungs useless. We will certainly need to breathe for her with a ventilator. Circulation. Your listeners may not be aware, but bones are very vascular, meaning they hold a lot of blood and fluid. This presents two problems. The numerous broken bones, especially the big ones in the extremities, act almost like cutting open internal blood vessels. Chrissy will lose blood inside her body, causing a situation similar to if she was bleeding from a cut to a major artery that shot blood externally. Ooh. She will need massive amounts of fluid and blood infusions to keep circulating oxygen to her brain and body. The second circulation issue arises because she is bleeding inside. The blood and fluid has nowhere to go, so her limbs will swell to incredible sizes, squeezing the blood vessels and nerves to her extremities. This is called compartment syndrome and will result in her limbs dying and becoming gangrenous, if not fixed. The fix is quite gruesome. You fillet open the arms, oh my gosh. You, you fillet open the arms and legs to relieve fluid and pressure and repair them once things are stabilizing. Oh my gosh, fillet, okay. Mm-hmm. Next step, disability. This is easy. This refers to how conscious the victim is. Chrissy ain't. And finally, exposure. This is when your listeners would recognize as the ER doctors cutting off clothing to check for injuries. In this case, it would be extremely important. 
we need to make sure Chrissy's broken bones did not break the skin. Severely broken bones can punch through the skin. This is called an open fracture. The issue is making sure the wound itself is not causing severe blood loss, and open fractures can lead to infections in the bone, which can lead to the bone dying and needing amputated. So those are the steps to try to stabilize Chrissy. If she survives the initial intervention, she will need assessed for internal organ damage, either with a CT scan or, if indicated, the much safer and cost-effective ultrasound testing. Katie is an ultrasound tech? He's trying to get on the host's good side. Here we go. Over the next days and weeks, she will certainly need surgery to align and fix the bones and to repair any internal damage. And once she is awake, she will probably need some psychiatric care to repair the damage to her psyche. I will wrap this up at this point, as I believe I have given your listeners a good amount of information. Thank you again, Miss Katie, for allowing me to attempt to tackle fictional medical issues with real world medicine. All right, there, I I mean, if Chrissy was in Dr. Weedy's hands, I think she'd be good. Let's leave it at that. Let's get back to the show. Let's get into the gray man. Okay. Okay, it came out this year, actually it came out last, Friday, a week from today. Yeah, last um, Friday. On the Netflix. Did you see it? Did you watch it on Netflix or did you see it in the theater? No, I didn't see it. I don't think we had it in the theater. It was like select theaters. So that's probably like big cities oh. and stuff. They didn't select ours. No, ours is never selected. We're the we're the uh the afterthought. It's rated PG thirteen. It had a runtime of two hours and two minutes. The synopsis when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. It was directed by the Russo brothers, which we all know for all the Avengers stuff and Marvel, but they also were involved with the TV show Community, and they're currently in post-production for a show called Citadel, which will be a TV series, but the plot is being kept under wraps and it's described as an action-packed spy series starring Priyanka Chopra Jonas, my sister Sarah will love this, Richard Madden, and Stanley Tucci. That sounds cool. I was really surprised that, like, when I watched it and got to the end and I saw who directed it. I was just like, oh. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know. I, I didn't really know a lot. I just seen a commercial, like a brief commercial. I knew I had Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and that's all I knew. So it was almost like a little Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, you've said it has Ryan and Chris. It also has Ana de Armas, uh, Billy Bob uh-huh. Thornton, Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. And then Reggae Jean Page. I always say his name right wrong. I hope I said it correctly, but he's Michael... from Bridgerton. Oh. Michael and, uh, it's got Michael Gandalf- Gandolfini in it. Isn't that the son of James Gandolfini? Oh, James is it? Who did he who did he play? Uh I'm not sure. I mean, there's so many people on there that Yeah. <laughs> they're all wearing masks and stuff. I mean, you know, because it was a spy thriller, but Yeah. No, so what did you think? Let's just right off the bat, what did you think about Chris playing this bad guy character? Which we've already seen him kind of bad in Knives Out. But we didn't yeah. know he was bad till the end. This one, right off your bat, you know he's bad. What do you think? Yeah, and it also uh, not to, not to interrupt, but it also had Alfred Wood- Woodard in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Apologies so. for. But no, I thought I thought he uh, Chris Evans is a, a a great bad guy. I mean, you you really uh, he was one of those guys that you really like to dislike. Yeah. He was just a jerk. Well, you know my you know my feelings for him. I adore him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's a great I human. I think if I'm not mistaken, he tried out for, like, he was, there. He tried out for Ryan's him part. play Ryan Gosling's part. Sierra yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. But, okay, I'm kind of, like, conflicted. I, it's just, a, I'm very confused with his role. Mostly because I think he did play it so well that I just, I didn't like him. Yeah. I'm like, but that means he did it well he like super annoyed me which 
And I, I mean, we've already established I love him. I, I like love him. I think it's a mustache that did it. No, I put it over the top. Well, you know, appearance does does matter, and the mustache, and also just his outfit. You know, if he was a nice person, those outfits would be attractive. But because he's a terrible person, the outfits make him even more unattractive. If that makes sense, like the loafers with no socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was funny. I mean, you really, you really, really disliked him, oh, especially yeah. since he was willing to, I mean, just put kids in danger and yeah. I, mean, just, I mean, it was like, you know, cause the, the other people in the government were talking to him. He said, well, I'm a free agent. That means I can do anything I want. I don't have to play by your rules. And you know, you just, I mean, he pulled no punches. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. I will say, cause I have to be critical. I do think he went over the top a little bit sometimes, like the when he when Ryan drops the grenade and he goes like, "Oh, that was ballsy." I think the way that I think it was just a little bit over the top, but but I mean, I, I think I think good villains are over the top. I that's mean, they're true. memorable. If, if if you don't have that uh, kind of larger than life yeah. attitude or persona, it's just I mean, they're just kind of like a. I guess I'm trying to predict what people will say bad about it because yeah. they'll just say he was just too obnoxious. But then again, there are obnoxious people in this world. Yeah. So but I think that's what, like I said, I think that's what sets him apart. I mm -hmm. think, I think I liked it. I didn't think he was too over the top. I was fine uh, with for, it. I just, if yeah. I had to find something because I yeah. am, I am not unbiased. I am completely biased when it comes to him. So I'm trying to not be. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and tell me real quick what you thought of Ryan. What do you think of Ryan? Well, this is, I believe this is his first action role. His Would first Drive be considered action? Mm, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I, I was watching an interview and they were talking about that, that he, I think he considers his first action kind of yeah. action, major action role. But I thought he did like really good. Well, most, okay, so most action films have four to five action scenes, and this one had nine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's an action film on steroids. And he even, Chris even, uh, Evans even cheated at the end. Like, he pulled out a knife and was like. Okay, did like... that not give you reminiscence <laughs> of the gladiator scene when, when yeah. he takes out the knife and it's unfair because the bad guy doesn't play by the rules? Yeah. Because he's losing. I mean, he was okay, you know, to drop everything till he's losing. And then he's like, oh, we'll get that edge. Yeah. So, oh, no. And then he's, oh, you just didn't like him. Yeah. Oh, when no, it's true. And he took that knife out. And I felt for Ryan. Ryan was good, too, because you you felt for him. But he, he, like, didn't play emotion. But at the same time, that was playing emotion. Because he's been trained to just do his job. And I, I just, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. The fountain scene. I call that the fountain scene. Okay. So we talked about the fights. What was your favorite fight scene? Um, you want me to go down the list and then you can pick which one was your favorite? Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. So there was the fireworks fight, which was the very first one. The plane crash. The babysitter fight is what I call it when he was with Claire. And he said, it's, yeah. just, it's just another Thursday. Yeah. The trapdoor explosion fight when he was getting his passport, the Prague chase, the hospital fight, the Croatian palace like gunfight, and then the elect I call it the electrical cord fight with the table in between them. And then oh, yeah. finally the fountain fight. That was with Anna, the the table cord, wasn't it? Yeah, Anna and I the character's name is San, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But she kind of turned out to be kind of cool. You're just like, well, if I'm not making any money, here's your, <laughs> you know. I got to say, uh... there are some girls that just don't pull off action stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I really think she did a great job. I did. I she never, did a good job. I never thought she was out of place. I, yeah. I thought she did a great job with all that. I like Jessica Henwick, too. I mean, she's done, like, she was in The Matrix. I mean, she did, even though that was a not a good movie i think she, she did a good job with the action and stuff in it so, so wait, i mean she didn't jessica? do that much she was uh, jessica henwick was 
she was like the partner of kind of the bad guy of the, the Carmichael guy. guy. The, yeah, yeah. She, she was a she. She is a. She didn't really fight in this movie, but no, she was just. She kind of said, "I don't like what Carmichael's doing." Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know who she is now. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably with the trap door. I like that one a lot. I did like the plane as well. I mean, that was a good fight scene. Can you imagine? I was at the one point when he's okay. He's fighting in the plane. Okay, but yeah. then when he's falling with no parachute, and I'm like, if that were me, I'd be like, okay, this is where I die. <laughs> I don't. I can't do anything. Um, I also liked. I did like when he was handcuffed to the bench too. That was pretty pretty cool. Oh yeah, you mean in this? He's behind like the cement wall. Yeah. Yeah. The cement bench. And yeah, that was the beginning, I think, of guys, the frog chase. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. But it was all I mean, all the fight scenes were well choreographed, I thought, and they did a good job. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good watch. Whenever it's two hours and I don't realize it's two hours, that means it's a good movie. But um, well, I actually enjoyed that better than probably the last couple of Marvel movies, honestly. Really? But I mean, you got the. The brothers directing it so yeah yeah and yeah. then you got chris evans i mean oh, you know it's, it's almost like a captain america movie it's a good trifecta i will say can i just throw this in since we were talking about a plane scene i got upset with my brother-in-law because he is a pilot mm -hmm. and he flies all over the place and the russo brothers are from i believe they're from cleveland are they not you know i'm not sure there's something, there's a connection with them in Cleveland. They film a lot of Marvel movies in Cleveland. Um, oh. So I don't know if they were there for filming, but my brother-in-law was on the tarmac of some airport in Cleveland with his little airplane that he built. And uh, he talked to the Russo brothers. He like, what? he talked to Joe and Anthony and I was there, we were visiting for some reason. We were with family visiting. And my sister, the family's talking, and then Jen says to my brother-in-law, Kyle, he, she goes, Kyle, tell tell Katie who you were talking to. Maybe she knows who they are. And he he looked at me, and he went, the Russo brothers? And I, I, I had an existential crisis. Like, I, oh, wow. I was like, you what? And they were asking him about his plane, about how he built it, and that kind of yeah. stuff. And I was like, did you get a picture? <laughs> he was like, no, I didn't know who they were. They went into oh, some wow. kind of like private jet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you gotta God. be kidding me. That's funny. I was like, next time I'm flying with you in the plane. So I can just tell you who the famous people on the tarmac are. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my little, my little celebrity story. No, but it was uh, and they've already greenlit it for a sequel. But it was very good. I enjoyed it. Chris won't be in it. Well, that's true. Ryan will. Ryan, I love Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a good, good guy too. And I don't, I don't think there was any after credit scenes on no. that movie either. Which I'm like, kind of like, is that a Marvel thing or is that a Russo brother thing? Well, you know, it it probably started out as a Russo brother thing, but they probably just want to, you know, since it's not a Marvel movie, they want to disassociate themselves with it. Yeah. They don't want to be forever tied to Marvel movies, probably. Now, the other thing I want to say that I liked was the the beginning credits and the end credits, the graphics and art oh, yeah. side of it. Mm -hmm. I really like that because at the end of the film, they're like re-showing scenes from the movie. And I think that's yeah. how you know it's a good movie because when you see those things again, you know exactly like, oh, where in the movie yeah. they came from. Yeah. Now, I will say like there are parts of it that are problematic okay please share well he was able to, to track that girl with the serial number from her pacemaker okay but i mean so will the bad guy because like at the end i won't give anything away but you know they no, kinda, give it away they've we've clearly well, given other things away <laughs> well they you know he kind of gets the girl back and they kind of go out on the lamb but they'd be able to track her, her from they'd be now able to track on them yeah yeah from that Unless they get a new pacemaker. Yeah, she's like the ultimate bug. Because yeah. she's like planting a bug on them. Which I wonder how old, because pacemakers don't last. I mean. That's like eight to ten years, isn't it? Yeah, something. something like I was going to say seven to eight, something like that. And yeah. they have to. 
you know, the batteries obviously kind of go out. So yeah. I wonder how long she had that because she got it when she was a. That's young a good kid. point. Maybe she's going to get rid of it soon. Yeah. I did like at the end, like how he, you know, snuck back in. He, he escaped or whatever. And Help me out. What? He, he escaped. He was in that hospital room and, you know, they, they were going to visit or see Ryan and they got off the elevator and all the people were just like, I don't remember this. <laughs> remember? And then he went this? and then he like kind of kidnapped the girl back. And then, Oh yes, I've got it. He came back and she, cause they thought, they thought that play this music they had really Ryan loud. under his, under his thumb, you know? Yes. They thought that he, they had him under control. Yeah. And then they got off the elevator and everybody was like, yeah, I thought it was a good film. Now, some of the critics were saying like stuff like the writing, then the editing were bad, but the action made up for it. Um, I, I because think it so. so. I good. thought it was all good. They were like questioning like the weird timing of the flashback scenes. So the weird timing of when he goes back and you see him babysitting Claire. Yeah. And then the other times when you see the flashbacks with his dad. So what Usually. they're saying is they were put at odd times during the storytelling. But if that's if that's I didn't an think issue, odd. no, they're being picky yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, conforming to the yeah the typical. They're doing their own thing, man. So that's what makes movies cool is that they're all different. Obviously, I think the Russo brothers know what they're doing. Yep. 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 Guess what? They ain't no Ryan Johnson. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good. No, I'll be, I will definitely be in for a sequel. Yeah. Okay. I have to say one scene that I literally was not able to watch. And I, in any fingernails. Film, yes. In any film where they're torturing fingernails, you can do other types of torture i hate it regardless of what type yeah. it is but if they're doing the fingernails they do yeah. want an american assassin too with uh i think it's michael keaton oh mm. i can't do it i have to i have to cover my ears and close my eyes billy bob thornton's like ah go ahead and take another one <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like well maybe we should bring a girl and then you're like oh no that's not you now know. what are you what are your thoughts on um the de-aging that they did in that first scene with him do you think it was good because some people said it was poor with, with uh billy bob mm -hmm. he did like i think it's the last scene they filmed too uh when they were filming because no it was uh, the right. Prague Prague chase oh okay i thought scene, that yeah. one was the very last one maybe it was next um, last. but uh when i first saw it i couldn't really i was kind of like is that billy bob because he looked he looked off a little bit mm -hmm. i don't know but I was just like, I haven't seen him forever. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know. Let me look up and see his last film. And a lot of that could have been COVID, too, because they, you know, production's been down for several years. Good point. Very yeah. good point. I just, I really did like it. And Ryan does often tend to play these, these characters that are quiet and subdued and then surprise you. Yeah. So he, he does very well with that. Um, I'm gonna look up Billy Bob. Fitzroy was his name. Spyin was his game. He did the Goliath series, that TV series. I think that was on Prime. Mm. He's done some other things, but yeah, 2018, 2017, he did some. I mean, I don't think he's been like super duper busy. I think he was busy with that Goliath. So. Yeah, which I haven't seen that. So. Nor have I. And, but I think my dad. Tell uh, you anything about that? Yeah. Chris Evans was originally pegged for the for Ryan's role. Every character in the film wears tag and I'm gonna say the name wrong. Hurer Wa watches. Watches, yeah. Okay. Because I, Ryan I Gosling that. is partnered with the luxury brand. I went on mm -hmm. to their website to see what the cost was. Whole bunch of money. The cheapest I saw was thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. The most expensive was twenty seven thousand. Wow. And they probably got the, uh, you know, they probably all have $27,000 watches. But can you imagine every character wearing one of those, what the insurance on all of them is? Because they're doing fight scenes. Yeah. I'm sure, though, that, I mean, they were probably donated just for product placement. <laughs> Here, let me donate a $10,000 watch. Oh, my. They were probably all the, the 1300 ones. I mean, they donate cars. I mean, you'll get, like, 
you know, in the Bond movies and stuff, Aston Martins. And, well, that it didn't cost them that much to make it. Mm. It probably cost them about like ten bucks to make one. They're just selling them for twenty-seven thousand. Very astute, Phil. Very astute. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Hansen at one point says, "You find the ones they love, and you and you squeeze." This is very similar to the quote from Kittredge in Mission Impossible. Where he says everybody has pressure points, Barnes. You find mm -hmm. something that's personally important to him and you squeeze. Joe Russo plays one of the CIA executives. Yeah, the that's end. the first that's the first clue I had that the Russo brothers directed. I'm just like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> that, that's that's uh, one of the directors, you know. Is one, Joe one of the Russo brothers? Is Anthony Anthony's in a few, but Joe's like almost in all of them, kind of like Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. Right? I I think so. Yeah. And then that's, of course, that's his daughter that plays Hawkeye's daughter. But Oh, okay. Yeah, that's neat. Um, I just really am upset that Kyle didn't tell me he met them. Like, and like, call me up and mm -hmm. say, hey, my sister-in-law is just like a big fan of your films. That's funny. Anywho. Um, I liked Claire. Yeah, it, was probably, it was probably refreshing to them to be able to not be, you know, talking to somebody and not be like, oh, can I have your autograph? Can not I get a picture? It's just like. I'm sure they were, they were probably just loving it, just being able to talk to somebody as a normal, like, you know, peer. Or, yeah. Well, and, and not, not they were involved. asking him about his plane, mm -hmm. and he wasn't talking to them about their films because he didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I bet you that was probably, like, really, like I said, refreshing for them. Apparently, if I remember correctly, I may be, I may be wrong, but I think they were, like, looking out, looking for filming spots in cleveland and that's why mm. they were there i i'm not really sure but um the bad guys in this movie technically win don't they ish i mean they thought they did and then he escaped and got the girl and right but they didn't get punished carmichael's still in his position right yeah well i mean he is but what were your thoughts on his his role i didn't like him he was a jerk <laughs> Oh, so you don't like the character, but as for the acting. Oh, no, he did. He did a fine job. Okay. Yeah, now, he did, he did. you haven't watched Bridgerton, have you? No. He is in the first season of Bridgerton. Girls were all woohoo about him. I was kind of like, eh, I was like, it's okay, because yeah. I'm, I love authentic Jane Austen, and it wasn't authentic Jane Austen, but um, uh, just because it, it had a lot of content in there that Jane Austen doesn't put in her in her books but um I did not see his Bridgerton character I will say that and he had an American accent which was interesting did you know he's British no okay there you go he was he did a good job because you didn't know he's British yeah just like Eddie Munson he's he's British too yes yes <laughs> Chrissy wake up I don't like this <laughs> <laughs> uh all right i think that's is there anything else you want to go over we need to go over uh thor love and thunder we we're supposed to do that sometime <laughs> you're like what are you doing we need, we need to do that <laughs> I, I went and saw that so we can talk about it did you see it yet <laughs> no i haven't oh, okay I'll, I, that'll be the next one i have a i have a few more lined up a possible disney episode a another possible jane austen episode and then okay. we'll we'll do Thor: Love and Thunder. We also need to do that one where we talk. We were going to do like movie props or things from movies that yeah. we have that we want. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, just like our favorite, um, just kind of collector's item or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Also, really, uh, really quick, I want to say I've I've made friends with another podcast called The Fandalorians on Twitter. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, so everyone go yeah. check out Fandalorians. They actually read one of my emails I sent in. Awesome. And they we we were putting their ad, their podcast ad on this episode, and they also put our ad on okay. theirs. So everyone go listen to the Fandalorians. Teachers by day, okay. nerds by night. I thought that was cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about them a little bit uh during a during convention. Yeah, they're they're cool. They're all teachers and they uh they they kind of put each episode almost like a school day, so they have morning announcements and and yeah, I thought that was neat. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's. You want to get into some Ryan Gosling quiz questions? 
Sure. Okay. Are you a big Ryan Gosling fan, Phil? Uh, I mean, I like him, but I feel like I probably won't know a lot of the stuff because he does a lot of like stuff like The Notebook, a lot of kind of <laughs> movies like that, which I haven't seen. Are you, are you telling me I, you've I never seen Crazy Stupid Love? No, I haven't. <laughs> what um, What is your favorite Ryan Gosling movie? Um, uh, Gray Man. <laughs> Seriously, you haven't seen? I don't any know. Yet? Like, what? Else? I don't know if I've seen anything really. I mean, I'm trying to think. It's like, what's what are? I mean, I know of him. Oh, I, I, there are a lot I like him, and again, because he's a very, he's a very subtle but very, yeah, effective actor. Yeah. I don't like I said. I, don't, I can't really even recall any movie that I've really. La La Land. Loved um, him in La La Land. Blade Runner. Well, I did see Blade Runner. Yeah, I did see Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, the Nice Guys, The Big Short, Gangster Squad. That's a good one. Mm. Place Beyond the Pines. Mm. He was on an episode of Drunk History. Crazy Stupid Love, Blue Valentine, Lars and the Real Girl, Fracture, Half Nelson. I mean, The Notebook, The Slaughter Rule, Remember the Titans? Um, Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I've seen a lot of his films. I, I am a fan of his. Oh, First Man. Yeah, that one. I forgot about that. Yeah, but he's been in a lot of stuff. So let's, even if you don't know these answers... You'll learn something about Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Or Ryan, I feel, I feel, Ryan I feel like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds makes a lot of Ryan Gosling jokes. Because oh, yeah. they're always getting confused for each other, I feel like. Well, they're both Ryans, yeah. and they're both Canadian. Yeah. So it, it's easy to do. Okay, so maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan Reynolds will be the villain in Green Man 2. Maybe like Deadpool. Oh, that'll mess with our, mess with our minds. Uh, right. I, has Ryan Reynolds done a bad guy before? Um, I'm he sure was, he has. Have you seen that film that he was in, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, where he was buried alive? I did not see that one. I remember when it was on. I remember seeing the trailer. That one gave me, like, anxiety really bad. Okay, here we go. Question one. Which of these television shows did not feature a young Ryan Gosling? The Mickey Mouse Club? The Wild Thornberries? Are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps? Wild thornberries. Yeah. Good job. Heck yeah. <laughs> and you don't know Ryan Gosling. Well, okay. I knew he wasn't on that because I watched used to watch Wild Thornberries. <clears throat> All right, ready? Question two. Gosling built the kitchen table featured in this movie to prepare for his role. Drive. Half Nelson, The Notebook, or Lars and the Real Girl? The Notebook. <laughs> You're actually the president of the Ryan Gosling fan I, club. I was hoping you wouldn't find out. <laughs> I was trying to play coy. All right, question three. Gosling was originally cast as the lead role in this film, but dropped out the day before shooting was to begin and was replaced by Mark Wahlberg. Planet of the Apes, The Departed, The Lovely Bones, or Boogie Nights? Departed. No. Um, I think you're just doing this to get us off the scent that you actually... Uh, you're right. Dang on it. <laughs> The answer is The Lovely Bones. Okay. Question four. I've read that book, but I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie either. It's sad, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Question four. Which of the following was not a fellow Mickey Mouse Club cast member with Ryan? Justin Timberlake, Emma Stone, Christina Aguilera, or J.C. Chazé? Uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, see, doing better than I thought. You're doing great. Oh, I need to write this down. I thought you were going to get them all wrong. Ah, uh, me too. You weren't the only one. <laughs> you've got, you've got three out of four, Phil. Also, he attended an open audition in Montreal for the TV series in January of '93 and beat out seventeen thousand other aspiring actors for the spot. Um, and for two of those years, he lived with Justin Timberlake's family. 
According to an interview in GQ, he was the only Mickey Mouse Club cast member that didn't live in the same complex as all the other cast members and their families. He and his family lived in a nearby trailer park. He was the family's only source of income. Mm, wow. Yeah. All right, question five. Which skill is Ryan accomplished in? Painter? Building tables. <laughs> Painter? Soccer player? Jazz guitarist or Rubik's Cube solver? I'd say painter. Uh. <laughs> he is a jazz guitarist. He's an accomplished oh. uh, guitarist and a fan of Chet Baker. He started a band with his friend Zach Shields called Dead Man's Bones. Mm. Yeah. All right, question six. What item featured in the notebook did Ryan... Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get this. Because I didn't realize I asked the same question two different ways. <laughs> so what item featured in the notebook did Ryan build or make to prepare for his role as Noah? A table. The table. <laughs> that was a bonus question. Uh, number seven. What car does Ryan operate in the film drive a 75 ford mustang an 09 chevy camaro a 70s dodge charger or a 2011 chevy impala i'll say a camaro you're you're on the right path it is a newer car and it is a chevy but it's the 2011 impala. chevy impala yeah right. he drives the same make and model and color um, in both Drive and The Ides of March. All right. In which film, question eight, in which film does Ryan play all his filmed piano playing scenes in, learning to play the instrument in the months before shooting? Crazy Stupid Love, Song to Song, La La Land, or Blue Valentine? La La Land. Yeah. There you go. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Bringing it back. Okay. Question nine. Which of the following children's programs did Ryan not appear? The Mickey Mouse Club, Goosebumps, All That, or Are You Afraid of the Dark? All That. Oh, 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 this is all that. This is, do you remember that show? Mm, I remember... I, I never watched it, but I, I know of it. That was like the SNL for me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question, Phil, to see if you are a Ryan Gosling guru. Mm -hmm. What is Ryan's favorite film? East of Eden, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, A Streetcar Named Desire, or Rebel Without a Cause? I must say Streetcar Named Desire. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's East of Eden, but you still, you got six out of ten, Phil. Not bad. No, or that's great. Not seeing any of those movies, or only seeing two of his movies. Oh, absolutely. Now, as for East of Eden, it came out in 1955. It's about two brothers in 1910s California struggle to maintain their strict Bible-toting father's favor as an old secret about their long-absent mother comes to light. And it starred James Dean, Raymond DeMassey, and Julie Harris. Mm. There you go. We all know everything about Ryan Gosling now. Yes, we do. What did he make? A table. <laughs> and a lot of money for yeah. all those movies he was I wonder has he has he been in a movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Let me look. Because it seems to me like Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is always joking about getting mistaken, and so I just wondered if they've ever been together Let's in a movie. See. They've been in many pictures together, like like photographic pictures. If you Google Face Off, hmm. oh no, that's a TV show, I think. Okay, and they're just <laughs> no, that's not a movie. I don't think so. Well, there you go. I'm going to put in a petition for Gray Man 2. They need to do face-off, a revamped face-off. And it's Ryan and Ryan. 
There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and end out this episode that we had technical difficulties on. Thank the Lord right. above. It's just we another were... Thursday. <laughs> That's the way to end it. Thanks, Phil. All right. Thank you. See ya. We'll see you next time. See you on the flippity flip. Yeah. Flippity flippity flip. Flippity flop. <laughs>